0: And so as they're being dismissed there, let's go ahead and uh, pray and uh, as we get into God's word here. Father, we just thank you so much for our children's ministry there. Lord, we thank you that uh, Jeannie and, uh, and uh, Chris have a good message for the kids and that the kids have a heart to learn and that, they'll, that your word will be engrafted into their spirits and their souls. And Lord, we just pray here for the adult service as well, that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and the revelations, Father, so we'll know you better. Lord, we ask you for illumination of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand the Word. We give you all the praise for being our midst today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, I, hey, I've got a... I think I do. I thought I had a little something funny here. Let me see if I can find it. it. must be in here. I just want to do a little bit of disclaimer here. Donna and I don't have any uh, resentment or anything towards each other. Donna and I and Bobby and Kristen and everybody that's been doing the songs, we appreciate them, right? That's right, but this has to do with the pastor and the choir director, so. <laughs> yeah, I so said, church feuds are not uncommon, especially among cliques in, in the congregation. But when the pastor and the choir director get into it, stand aside. One week, our preacher preached on a, on a commitment and how he should dedicate ourselves to service. The director then led the choir in singing, I shall not be moved. <laughs> The next Sunday, the preacher preached on giving and how we should gladly give to the work of the Lord. The choir director then led the song, "Jesus Paid It All." <laughs> next Sunday, the preacher preached on gossiping and now we should how we should watch our tongues. The hymn was, "I Love to Tell a Story." <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord! <laughs> oh, <remember that. laughs> there you go, yeah. The preacher became disgusted over the situation. The next Sunday, he told the congregation he was considering resigning. The choir then sang, Oh, not tonight. Oh, no. Oh, why not tonight? (laughs) When the preacher resigned the next week, he told the church that Jesus had led them there and Jesus was taking him away. The choir then sang, Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Praise the Lord, Amen. Thank God, that's not the uh, taking place. <laughs> this is not the deal here at Antelope Valley Church, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to laugh a little bit, isn't that right? <laughs> Laughter do a good like a medicine. Well, we've been on uh, studying Peter here since uh, Easter. We've kind of talked about Peter and used some examples from him there in uh, John uh, the last couple chapters there, and so we're probably going to pick it up there. Now, today is uh, 40 days after Easter, so normally we'd preach on Pentecost today, but we'll, I've got this message that I just had to kind of burn it in my heart here and want to kind of get it out today and, and uh, encourage us with it, and then next week we might talk about a little bit about Pentecost there. So uh, Anyhow, the last time we talked about Peter, we, um, he had gone swimming. And Peter and the disciples were out there in the boat, and um, you know they uh, were not catching anything. Been fishing all night. Jesus was over there on the shore cooking his fish and his bread, and, and uh, he told, he said, "Kids, you been catching anything?" And they said, "No, haven't caught anything." They threw the net on the. Uh, he told them, he said, "Throw the net on the other side, and you'll catch a big load." Well, uh, Peter and John are having this conversation, and and John tells Peter, "Hey, it's the Lord." He's over there on the bank. It's Jesus. So Peter, he forgets about the fish and puts all his outer clothes on, jumps into the water and swims to the shore. And here come the other disciples. You know, they're, they're bringing in the, the ship and the, all the fish back there flopping around, you know. And, and uh, Jesus, you know, and Peter are sitting there. And, and then Jesus tells uh, John, uh, the rest of the disciples there, he said, go, go bring me some of your fish that you caught. Peter is standing there, you know, and he had just jumped out of the boat. Yet he jumps back into the boat, drags the net up there by himself and brings Jesus some fish. And, you know, and they have breakfast. And then Peter, how many of you know, Peter was in a little bit of training. Peter had to, you know, he had denied Jesus three times. Jesus appeared to him three times. And now this is the third interaction that he has with Peter. And so how many of you know there's hope for us? You know, we might need to hear something more than once, right? And so Jesus then, he, he, he takes Peter off kind of by himself. And he's talking to Peter and he gives Peter some instruction. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about that instruction that Peter and Jesus had there, that, that, that instruction that Jesus gave uh, Peter. And so we'll pick it up there in John chapter 21, verse 15. He said, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my sheep or feed my lambs. Notice there, we're going to make that distinction. He said, take care of my feed, my lambs. Now, there's another thing that is kind of intriguing there. Uh, Peter Jesus gives Peter uh, what he's looking for. He wants to be known that he is, loves Jesus more than the rest of the disciples. And Peter asked, Jesus asks him that question. Hey, do you love me more than the rest of these? And, and, and Peter says, yes, you know, Lord, I, I love you more. I love you. And he says here, uh, Peter, I need you to take care of my lands. And so he uses that, that metaphor there. So we just want to look at this, feed, feed my lambs, he says here. And that means to, to promote the spiritual welfare, portraying the duty of a Christian teacher to promote in every way the spiritual welfare or the welfare of the members of the church. And so Peter here, he was given the instruction that he needed to take babes in Christ and born-again people and And feed them the sincere milk of the word of God. Lead them spiritually. Uh, Teach them and train them spiritually how to be victorious in this life. You might say it that way. To give them spiritual insight. To encourage them spiritually. That was Peter's assignment. Now how many of you know it took a little bit of humility for Peter to do that? Because in that situation, right before this one, Peter was acting a little bit immature in his actions there with Jesus on the on that fishing thing that we talked about. Jeremiah 23, 4 says, I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they they shall fear me, they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. And so here we can see in the Old Testament as well that the shepherd of the flock... The, the assignment that Peter was given, the assignment that I'm given, is to lead spiritually. That's me. That's the assignment. I'm supposed to lead spiritually. That's the, shepherd, uh, the shepherd's job there. We're going to see that here in just a little bit. To feed people spiritually. To give them uh, a spiritual insight. To give them, uh, you know, words and spiritual insight to where a, a, a Christian can live the victorious life. That's the, that's the shepherd's process or the shepherd's job. Okay. So then, Jesus also tells Peter these. He says, "Um, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens the door, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice. Now this was the um, event that Jesus told uh, the disciples there around there and he was teaching some things out there. He just healed another guy. The main emphasis here is. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. So let's look at this. Back in the, in the days of Christ, there were shepherds out in the field. And these shepherds were assigned to a flock of sheep. And at night, the owner of the sheep herd, he would assign that shepherd. And at night, they would bring those sheep into a fenced-in area. And that shepherd, was, was, he was appointed and he said to open that gate. He was, he was given the authority to open that gate and to bring those sheep. And they would follow him into that sheepfold, they would call it, to protect those sheep at night. In other words, from uh, robbers. They, if they didn't bring them into those walls, there would be thieves out there trying to steal their sheep. But there would also be uh, robbers out there that would, you know, that would come and they would want their sheep. And so that shepherd, he was supposed to bring those sheep into the sheepfold and then keep them there that night. And then the next morning, he would open that gate and he would take those sheep out across the pastures and out across the prairie. And those sheep would graze and you know, and he would protect them from the lion and the bear, like David did. You know, that was part of the shepherd's job. But he says here in this verse, he says, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door. Okay, so the door, um, like I said, there's the owner of the sheep, right? The church is God's church. You are God's church. You are God's people. But then there's a shepherd, the keeper of God's people. If he does not enter in through that door, um, gatekeeper's way, the way that, that, that shepherd had designed for that, the owner of the sheep has designed for that shepherd to do it. If he enters in another way, in other words, he climbs over the wall, or he comes at night and he tries to steal some of the sheep, then G- Jesus says that person is a thief and a robber. See that? And that's, I want to emphasize that. Peter had to know this. He said that person that, that comes in uh, doesn't come in through the through the through the gatekeeper's way. There, that person is a thief and a robber. In other words, he's trying to pull sheep away and trying to pull sheep out of the flock and out of uh, underneath God's protection. And Jesus has designed it to where the shepherd is over the sheep, and and the sheep hear his voice, and we flow and we go and we lead beside still waters and we have nice fellowship and we're just we're good, we're the body of Christ. Right? And so I want to touch this a little bit too on this, you know, he that's pretty strong words. He says, Truly I say to you, there in John 10 1, he who does not enter the sheepfold. By the door, but climbs in by another way. That man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So let's look at James's situation here. How did James get to Antelope Valley Church? How did he get here? We we had a discernment team. We had, you know, the 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 calling out people there that 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 uh, made decisions. You know, um, on James getting here. I also had an inkling and had a knowing from God, you know, back at the at the Midnight Church. Remember, I talked about that vision that I had. Uh, you know, three months after I got born again, I, I fasted and I prayed and I said, Hey, Lord, listen, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I want to go where you want me to go. And I was standing in that church worshiping the Lord, you know, about the fourth or fifth time that I'd held my hands up to praise the Lord, you know, because I always felt unworthy but then a vision came to me and, and God showed me that I would be teaching and preaching in, in some rural area, some church somewhere, and it looked a whole lot like this one. You know, and so God made all those connections. God put all that together, and then the discernment team and, 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 and others came and said, you know, did we did interviews and the board and the deacons, and we had interaction, and I said, hey, just let me do this for a year, and, and I'll see if you like me, and you see if you know, and I'll see if I like you. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> then we do that. And so that's the way we entered in. That's the way the, that I became the shepherd of Antelope Valley Church. Right? And so I just want to reemphasize that. This is, how, this is the way that it comes in. And so, um, so he is the true shepherd there. So uh, to him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Okay, so then what happened is, is uh, then so, so then we get vision. Then we get uh, things that God wants to accomplish and the people uh, that carry alongside that vision come alongside that vision and they say yes to that vision that's the sheep they're hearing his voice we're going out now and we're leading and we're going across green pastures and we're going to bless others you know and God's going to continue to lead us and guide us and direct us so we can see here that so what do we do if if someone comes alongside and says uh, let me just say it this way there's going to be a possibility that some are going to hear, but they're not going to follow. (laughs) There's going to be that possibility, because Jesus says it here. He says, To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4 in John 10. When he has brought out all his own, in other words, those are the ones that have heard the message. They've heard the vision. They agree with what's coming from the pulpit. They say, "Yes, this is it. Here's what, here's what's happening. This is right doctrine." Praise God. All right. So he says they go. And then then the shepherd goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Isn't that right? And so that's my life. I try to live and conduct myself as I would have others conduct themselves, right? So I should be an example. Paul and I we should be an example of you know what uh, of someone that would want to follow us and go uh, you know and, and 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 be the leader of the congregation right and so um to bring it to, before I get off of this point, I want to bring it right down to today. What is a picture of a thief and a robber? Someone that comes into the sheepfold and um, th- that, that is a thief and a robber. How does, how do, what does that person look like? Because I want us to recognize it. And I want us to be able to handle it and, and protect what's happening at Animal Valley Church. Okay. Uh, in other words, someone would come at night and whisper to one of the sheep here at Antelope Valley Church, I just don't agree with that over there. I just can't handle that. Just, you know, this is just not working. I just, you know, I just can't be a part of it. How can you still be there? Why are you still over there, you know? <laughs> right? So, how will you and I deal with that? What will, what will we do with that? Will we protect what's happening at Annolent Valley Church or will we be one of those that's led away uh, by the thief and the robber that wants to pull that away? So I just want to emphasize that. You and I, we are protectors of the vision. We are protectors of that uh, thing that we've agreed upon there in, in, in the front of our bulletin. You and I are protectors of that. Remember there in our bulletin, Allen Valley Church is one who loves and we serve God. That's what we are. That's who we are. That's what we do, while building the communities by lifting people spiritually and striving to advance the cause of Christ in North Central Oklahoma and across the nations. You want to look at Elow Valley Church in a nutshell. That's what we're protecting. That's what that's what our sheep. That's what we're doing. Going to, that's what we're feeding. This is how we conduct ourselves. Right there. Now that's all broken down. Also in our in our deal back there in the back. You know, we, we want to recognize gifts in people. We want to recognize and maximize those gifts. We want to do a fellowship, praise the Lord. We we need some fellowship too, right? <laughs> so we need that. But I just want us to be sure and, and make sure that when we're conducting ourselves and interacting with others, here's the here's word, here's it, this is it. This is it right here. That's what we're doing. And so we want to recognize the thief and the robber that wants to come steal that away and wants to take that away and belittle that and uh, demean that. We want to be a part of this uh, this vision right here. Amen? All right. So I just uh, enough, on, enough on that. But now, So let's go on to John 21 verse 16. He said to him a second time, Simon, John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Okay. So the, how many know the difference between lamb and sheep? Lambs are what? The little ones. The sheep are the big ones. And so here he says, tend to my sheep. And how is he going to do it? He, he puts a governmental uh, thing in the church, in Antelope Valley Church, the board and the deacons. Amen. And we got a discernment team. That's kind of the governing system of the church. Okay. And he says, so, so what does this tend to my sheep mean? It means to watch. It means to guard, to accompany as an assistance or a protector. Amen. And so that means there's, there's uh, spiritually mature people in the church that are in leadership that can help the shepherd guard and assist and protect. See that? That word, tend to my sheep there, um, the Greek word means to watch, means to guard, means to accompany as an assistant or protector. That means you and I, we have the ability to protect what's happening in Antelope Valley Church. Right, the shepherd can't do all that himself. Now the shepherd comes along. Everything else that, that Valley Church is doing, and he also helps protect what's going on. He helps do that as well. Does that make sense? Okay. Thayer's definition means to feed, to tend a flock, keep the sheep, to rule, governor, to rule and govern. That does not mean dictatorship. That does not mean that there is not other discussion that takes place. That does not mean that that others don't have an insight, don't have a say in the matter that does not mean that at all it simply means that we're just we've just got a system that we go by and we govern by and that's how it works and everybody communicates with everybody and we're just keep on trucking right and we agree on things and when we agree we're 100% behind it we protect it we go with it we accompany it and we assist and we're working that's what Jesus was saying that's what Jesus was saying to Peter here he said, now I need you to tend my sheep. And the way you're going to tend my sheep is have others around you, around you Jesus, uh, Peter, that can protect the vision, that can, that can advance my kingdom. The others that will stand behind you, Peter, there's going to be others that will stand behind you, and they're going to say yes, they're going to say the same thing you say, and they're all going to carry the same message, and we're traveling through this pasture alongside this green lush grass. <laughs> Amen? And it's good, praise God. See, that's the shepherd. That's the, that's the leader, And then he has others around him that do that, to help do that. Okay, so what's, what's, um, what's uh, God's design? We know in Ephesians 4, Paul talks about it as well. He says in Ephesians four eleven, he says, He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So here we can also see there are others around the shepherd. There are those that are around the shepherd that will protect the vision. They will talk, yes, about the things that the, the way the church is headed. There are others that will protect that. There are others uh, in leadership that will say yes to that. There are others that will say, praise God, we're headed the right direction. We like the vision of Antelope Valley Church. Right? He does it here through the shepherd, and and he points the shepherd to kind of guide the thing there. That does not mean that we're not going to have agreement. We we want to have 100% agreement, and everybody can stand behind what we're doing. Praise God. Amen. Right? Because if a house is divided, what happens? Say it real loud. It falls. There you go. That's right. That's right. So we want unity. We want, we want everybody head the same direction, doing the same thing and thinking the same way. And, and God designed it that way. And He gave us instruction there in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up the body of Christ. And so that's what we do. Our, our main assignment is to build up the body of Christ. That's what we're doing. We're encouraging each other. We're, uh, you know, uh, making each other, uh, calling out and, and speaking good things about each other. And we just love everything that's taking place in the Tri-County area through Antelope Valley Church. Praise God. Amen. And so, what about what about my personal gifts? So, what about what about those that aren't in leadership in the church? What about what about that? Now, this next topic here uh, has twofold meaning. In other words, these are present in the gifts of the church as well, but these are also uh, redemptive gifts in Romans chapter twelve, verse two. That a person can look at these gifts and they can discern in and of themselves what brings them joy. What brings them happiness? What brings them a fulfillment? And these other gifts here are there for each individual that's in the church. And God placed each one of these, not not each one of them, but God placed one or two or maybe three of these in each individual in the the body of Christ. Even if you're not in the body of Christ, there's others that still have these gifts. Whether they ever use them to uh, glorify the Lord or not is a decision that they can make. And these are redemptive gifts in, in uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So that means that your gift is not to be dormant. <laughs> these next things that we're talking about here, hey, God says use that. God says you take that, pull it out, recognize it, and, and get it into the body and and, and let, your, let, 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 let yourself be used by, by Christ. Romans 12, verse 7. Well, no, I didn't finish here in in verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If it is prophecy in proportion to your faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness, so there you have some more gifts that God placed in the individual. There you have those in there. And, and when Peter and Jesus were having that conversation out there, and they said, and, and Jesus told Peter, uh, Peter, tend my sheep. In other words, he said, develop governing systems. In other words, he said, you develop a system that, that will govern and lead and give leadership and shepherd over the people that will advance my kingdom. That's what it all boils down to. And then God said, I place these gifts in there. You have these gifts. Recognize these gifts. And then he said, use them. Don't leave them dormant, right? He said that. Uh Acts six two says that example in the early church. Here we have after the resurrection, after the day of Pentecost, here we have an example of it. Acts chapter 2 the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples said it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of god to serve tables therefore brothers pick out from among you a uh, seven men of good repute good reputation in other words full of the spirit of wisdom who will we will appoint to this duty okay so there we can see in Acts chapter 6 that the apostle Peter, John, uh, you know, Matthew, Luke, all of them were there, and they did they, they did this. They pulled out seven people that were able to wait on tables. In today's society, we would call that deacon's board. That's who that, that's who those are. Full of the Spirit, able to protect uh the, the vision of the church, able to hold those things together, able to talk about those, articulate them and, and say yes to them and run with them. See? You know, uh, the other thing I want to point out here is Stephen. Stephen was a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit, right? Stephen was that guy. And when the Apostle Paul was standing there, coming to arrest them and stoning Stephen, Stephen didn't back off the message. Stephen stood with the message. He, he, he was speaking the vision of Christ. He was speaking the vision of, of what the apostles put out there. He was speaking that if it hair let the devil, Craig's favorite saying, right? He did not care. And yet he was just one that was waiting on tables. He was just one that was taking care of the table. But yet he was able to protect the vision. He was able to protect the things that were taking place at his church. And so we want to recognize that. Our main message in each one of us is right here in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, how many of y'all can protect that message? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's the main message right there. Thank God for these other things and these other uh, systems that we got and other things that Animal Valley Church is doing that we're proud of and that we're uh, thankful that God is allowing us to do a whole lot of things here. Thank God for that. Right? And, and you know, uh, we have a calling out system that we use here. And so we're, you know, we're, we're stick by that. We're, we're doing things the way the, the leadership wants us to do it. But I, the main message today is, Peter and Jesus were having a conversation. And he said there to Peter, you're going to have lambs, Peter. And you need to take those lambs and you need to feed them spiritually. You need to cause them to grow up spiritually. You need to give them food that feeds them, that helps them to be victorious in the spiritual world. Peter, I'm giving you those people, the young Christians, the babes in Christ, said you need to make systems, you need to have ways to where they can grow up. But he said also in the same, same sentence, he said, when you tend my sheep, you'll have governing systems there. You'll have the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist. You'll have other leaders around you, Peter, that can protect what you're doing. They'll stand behind you. They'll, they'll be able to take that vision and they'll be able to portray it and articulate it to others. And that vision will expand. And all of a sudden when that happens, guess what? 3,000 in one day come into the kingdom of God. <laughs> but that's after Pentecost. We've got to talk about that next week, right? Amen. Praise God. All right. Main message today is listen, Jesus said, John chapter 14, verse 6, and this is the main thing that you and I need to protect above everything else. because the world says there's a, there is another way. You just, you know, there's all kinds of ways to get to heaven, and there's all kinds of ways uh, to get there. But the main emphasis today, you and I should be able to protect this message in John chapter 14, verse 6, and that intimate setting that Jesus was having with those disciples there after he washed their feet, and that thing that he was having that intimate time uh, from John chapter 13 to verse 17, John chapter 17. This is part of that. This is part of that setting that he was having with his disciples. He said here I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me you and I we need to protect that because that, that's the one thing that you and I have to be able to articulate we need to take people from where they're at and, and lead them into a, a loving way and say Jesus is the only way he is the only truth he is the only life no one comes to the father by except by, by, by him there's no other way See, and that's the main thing that you and I should be able to protect while while these other things are secondary to that. But the other things are also necessary. Amen? So next week, hey, we're going to have a Pentecostal message. <laughs> Praise God. Amen? Because today is actually the day of Pentecost, but next week we'll teach on it a little bit. All right? We'll see some results that happen after that. And y'all come in get fired up. And we'll all leave happy. Praise God. Y'all like the message today. Hey, if you do, go ahead and stand up. I'm glad you guys are here today and are attentive. And and, um, I really appreciate you. And and thank you for being part of Antelope Valley Church. Let's pray. Uh, As a matter of fact, Bobby's going to dismiss us after um, Donna leads us in a song here. So Bobby will pray over us then.